Praise the Lord. Somebody is ready as I'm going to get, I guess. We're still dealing with the consummation of the saints. But I'm going to do a subtopic, the consummation of the promises of God. Amen. Blessing and judgment. Come on, somebody. I think the last thing we left off with, we was talking about the armies of God that was to come back with him. And I think I told you you could read uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 14 through 18. I'm not going to go back there because I still have a ways to go. Amen. So, as they would say, I'm going to keep it moving. In the lesson, we find that what the consummation of God's plan, that one day Jesus Christ will come To the earth. This time openly will, will be without any questions as to who he is. Amen. He will come in final judgment and restore the earth to what it originally was in creation. In creation from the beginning, only this time, without any threat of Satan, sin, and death. What God intended according to the first chapter of the book, in Genesis chapter 1 and 2, it appears his final and glorious achievement in the last two chapters of the book, in the book of Revelation 21 and Revelation 22. Amen? What? Because God knows the beginning from the end. Amen? Amen? So he already know that there was going to come a day that there was going to be a final consummation about his plan in the earth. So... We'll just briefly look at what his plan started out to be. And boy, when we get into what his plan winding up to be, it's where the big issue going to flow before you and I. Amen? So if you would, run to Genesis chapter 2. And uh, I'm not going to read of it lengthy. You can go back and read as much of it as you choose. But I'm going to read verses 1. And then we're going to skip to verse 7. Amen. So verse 1 says, Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. 
Now, listen to what I'm saying now. Verse 1. Now go down to verse 7. Don't get ahead of me. And the Lord God, the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostril the breath of life. And man became... Okay, now, in the process of the creation, God formed man. He spoke the rest of them into existence. He made man his handiwork. Because he formed man from the dust of the ground. Come on now. He put some thought into creating man. Because he said, I'm going to make him in my image and in my likeness. So therefore, he put some thought into in, uh, 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 forming man in his likeness. Amen. Find the right house. Amen. Go to verse 15. And what do it say? Okay, hold it. My book went back a chapter. I'm going back to verse 15 again. Let's read it. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Okay, verse, verse 16. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou, thou shalt surely die. Now hold it. Man was not born a man was not formed to be a meat eater. Man was formed and all of his meat to eat was in the garden. He ate the fruit from the tree. <coughs> Am I right? Every tree that was in the garden may freely eat <coughs> but one tree. Now, here we understand that the problem came with disobedience. Now God said the work of the heavens and the earth was finished and all the hosts of uh, every detail strictly accurate and multiplied of great numbers. But there was one thing missing. There was no one in creation like God. <clears throat> Boy, he made everything that was on the face of the earth, but he didn't see nothing that looked like him. There was no one with the ability to think like him. Be created like him. There was no one to express.
express the appreciation of God's creation in the earth. So God formed man out of the dust of the ground. He built man with his own hands out of clay. And, like, and he liked what he saw, so therefore he breathed the breath of life in him. And man became a living soul. There is not another creature on the face of the earth that it speaks of having a soul. Amen. Amen. Well, then God put man in a special place. You know, special things to you go in special places. Come on, somebody. If you like me, garbage can't go on the side of the house or in the backyard. It, it, it don't go in front of the house. Huh? Everything has its place. So if anything special to you, it goes in a special place. Am I right? And God called this special place the Garden of Eden. To restore us paradise. To dress it and to keep it and to oversee it. Now, guess what? Even in the beginning, God did not call man to be lazy. He put man in a special place and he said, now, it's, your duty is to keep it. Your duty is to dress it. That's all you have to do. Keep it. Keep it clean. Keep it in order. And you can live that forever. Oh. It was for man to enjoy. He said, to enjoy your labor in it, it was man's first resident of humanity given by God. God, man's first place to live was in the Garden of Eden. Am I right about that? Man had no need for anything for God provided. And we still ought to know that God is still that provider. And he said, God provide. He was in the midst of a farmer's market. <laughs> he was in the midst of a farmer's market. There was every kind of vegetable and fruit that he wanted to eat. And guess what? It already came ripe and ready to eat. It didn't need no fertilizing from man. It was on good soil. It was good. Every type of fruit to eat that was designed to be his meat. It was designed to keep him healthy. It was designed to give him long life without sickness. Ah. He was given one commandment. Man, don't eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Lord, you got 100 chairs in here. You got 100 trees in here that, man, you can eat from. But that very tree that you sitting in, man, don't eat from that tree. 
Come on, somebody. You can't just plug a hole in the ground and, 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 and plant a tree or, 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 or plant a vegetable and expect for it to come up. You got to put all kind of chemicals down there in it in order to make it grow. Because the earth has lost its ability to be good soil. Verse 2 says, Now I saw, John saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride. We can typify that as God moving the old one out the way and bringing back what he had originally started in the beginning. Because it was what? New. Anything new has not reached contamination yet. Come on now. It's free from viruses. It's free from sickness. Come on, somebody. The air is new. Mm. <clears throat> what did it say? Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. Wait a minute. The tabernacle of God is with men. When God, in the beginning, was walking in the garden, in the cool of the day. Come on, somebody. So what he saying? God was walking without. Ah. What is God saying? I'm going to restore it back to the beginning. God is with men and he will dwell with them. They shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God and God shall wipe away and there should be no more what? There should be no more what? There should be no more what? Neither shall there be any more. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I, I don't know about you, but I need to get on that board. I, 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 need to get, I need to get pain free. Come on, somebody. I need to get sorrow free. And guess what? And some of y'all need to get bill free. Because your bills is causing you Man in the right house. He said, because uh, the former things uh, are passed away. All of your problems has uh, been put in the past. All of your problems uh, has been wiped away. It is God that is starting uh, a new thing, but you got to get there. Look what the master said. He that set it upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things. Wait a minute, wait a minute. God said, I make all things new. Everything going to be new. If you go there, you going to be new. 
All of your old stuff is going to be left behind. All of your baggage will go with your work. Oh, boy, because we got some baggage that we need to send with it. Come on, somebody. And he said unto me, write, listen, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of water of life. You better get thirsty. You better go after God like you about to starve to death. You better go after God like you need a good dose of drink of Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh, I ain't feeling it. You ain't going to get that not feeling it. Amen. You can't feel it here. You surely ain't going to feel it there. Amen. Come on, somebody. If you don't have an urgency here, you won't develop no urgency when you get there because your urgency has got to be developed here in order for you to get there. Amen. My right house. Verse 7 said, He that overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be... Wait a minute. So now you got to understand that God is expecting you to become an overcomer. You got to overcome you. You got to overcome what you're going through. You got to overcome what's plaguing you. You got to overcome what's keeping you from giving God his glory. You got to be an all-around overcomer. Come on, somebody. You got to be an overcomer of your laziness. I ain't feeling it. I don't want to do it. I ain't going. All them ain'ts will keep you from getting in heaven. Because he's going to tell you, you wasn't, you was acting in, and now I'm acting in, going to let you in. You need God all these ain'ts. Huh? But remember what he said, what you sow is what you going to reap. So now it's time for him to tell you, ain't. Leave God gender alone. 
When it when, when, when come down to uh, a low grave where rubber meets the road, then God's going to forget about your gender. Come on, somebody. And not only that, he's going to remind you. Am I in the right house? God found achievements of restoring the earth back to its original form without the interference of evil and sin. And for him to restore it back to his original without evil or sin, that means laziness has to be cast out. Because laziness will cause you to sin. Because God had been told you to do something that you would say, I don't feel like it. Come on, somebody. Or, I don't believe I need to do that. What you believe can get you dropped off in some hot grease. Amen. There was a description made of the eternal state following the millennia and the final judgment. The first heaven and earth is replaced by a new heaven and earth without contamination. Just as God started with the beginning of creation. When God started out, there was no contamination. Because there was no sin. And there was no sin because man had not at that point came unto disobedience. Disobedience opened up the door for all types of sin. Because now, since the door been opened, guess what? You just can't uh, go and close it right quick. Because when you open the door to disobedience, it carried a whole lot of other issues along with it. And that was disobeying the voice of God. That was all it took, was to disobey the voice of God. And that's what Adam did. And opened up that door. Can you imagine when he opened up that door, all them doggone evil, disobeying spirit rushed in? Huh? Some of them laying in y'all lap. Come on, somebody. Those spirits is still working from the beginning. And they won't stop working until the final consummation of God's judgment is upon the earth. Amen. Yes, ma'am. That was the beginning? Yes. Uh-huh. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That was when he, that's when he made Adam and Eve in all creation. So, yes, that was the number one uno. Now you have messed it all up and now you got to replace it. You got Coco seeing running rapid. You got Larry seeing running rapid. You got Jamie and Alma seeing running rapid. He got Sister Marsha seeing running rapid. Now guess what? All of this stuff has got to come to a consummation and be done away with in order for God to start something new. 
When I said that, it looked like Alfreda, she wanted to slide down in her chair, but she had some too. All of our sins must be done away with before we get to the newness of the heaven and the earth that must come down from glory. It started, listen, it started in glory. It's going to end in glory. It started with God. It's going to end with God. Come on now. It would be known as New Jerusalem. Something new carries a new set of rules and it's called holiness in a holy city, totally separated from sin. We're not going to go into the millennium period with baggage. You're not going to go into the millennium period saying, well, during the process of the millennium time, I get rid of my sin. Then no, you ain't. You ain't gonna even get there. Your sins is gonna keep you out of the millennium because you failed to trust God and you failed to obey God. You failed to be thirsty for God. You failed to be an overcomer instead of being overcame. So, it is prepared for the bride of Christ in the universal church. Now, think about it. You think on God's, on Christ's wedding day, that the church as the bride is going to come in there with an old spotted up dirty dress on? Huh? Ragged it toe on the side. And he's talking about I'm going to marry the king. And that toe up part up the side was you. Oh, Rob, this dress needs to be mended. This needs to be sent back to the cleaners. And you think that he's going to allow you to postpone his bride is coming of the bride? No. He ain't going to postpone it. He just going to get rid of you. You're the dirty spot in the garment. Come on now. Amen. I know what y'all see. Oh, I just hang around the hymn. He's going to flip the hymn up too. He's going to flip the hymn up too and see your dirt. Oh, you that dirty him I got down here. Come on, somebody. You forgot that he sees all things at all times. So nobody's going to sneak in or get by. Come on, somebody. Or get overlooked. See, a lot of times we think we're going to get overlooked. But this is one time nobody will be overlooked. Because this is coming up to the final consummation and the bride of Christ is getting ready to go home. 
Tabernacle of God means the presence of God will be with his people. Man, can you imagine you missing out on that feast? Can you imagine you missing out on that festival? That everybody going to be able to be with God that love God. Everybody going to be with God that sorted after God. That was thirsty and hungry for God. Now you're going to get the opportunity to see God for yourself. Come on now. What a beast. What a beast. Amen. You can kind of just think about the time that you was a kid. And every, when you was a kid now, some of you still got some kid stuff in you, but every October, you knew that the fire was coming. Huh? You were so excited that the fire was coming that you got prepared. I was talking to my wife one time, and we got to reminisce, and we got to thinking about how the parade used to go down Main Street. We used to get out of school just to go to the parade and watch the parade before the fair started. Y'all don't remember them days, do you? Now, Coco, she gonna act like she don't remember. <laughs> and she is old as water. Huh? <laughs> Jew. <laughs> you remember, don't you, Emma? Uh huh. <laughs> she claims she not. <laughs> the parade used to go down Main Street. All kinds of animals and horses and elephants and you name it. Yeah. We were so elated about going, getting out of school, going to the parade. Then after the parade was over, then it was fair time. Everybody waited year-round for the fair. When the fair time came, everybody got excited about the fair coming. You better better get excited about Jesus coming. Uh, Coco, you might not have been there at the parade, but you better be at this festival that's coming up. This festival, ain't gonna, it ain't going to have no age limit on it. Come on, somebody. Talk to me. Amen. It's going to be prepared for the bride of Christ. And the tabernacle of God means that he is going to be with his people. He will forever dwell with them. None of your former problems will be allowed. What you used to cry over won't be allowed. Your pains won't be allowed. Your sicknesses won't be allowed. Boy, I'm finna hit y'all right now because I know this one's gonna go well with you. None of you paying bills gonna be allowed. <laughs> hey, Rob. They should have been a shout in the camp and they should have been running around the church. My bills gonna be gone. My 
in your pocket. <laughs> now that was a price to pay. They call it obedience. <laughs> oh, boy, what a day. No more pain. <laughs> Cause you know what? When they said no more pain, cause some of y'all be hurting over you be oh every time you come bill time, you think about how much you gotta pay. Oh, oh Lord. Oh, I'm hurting right here. Oh my back, my back. Come on, somebody. Nobody enjoys paying bills. If they is, I wanna know where they at. I'm gonna take them a few of mine. I'm going to give him some real joy. <laughs> Let's go to Revelation chapter 22. <laughs> but boy, what I got to get when I get rid of some bills, Lord have mercy. It means some of y'all had to go with them. <laughs> so guess what? We are having something to look forward to if we go through. But you got to go through to look forward to and you got to become an overcomer mostly of you. It is you that stands in your way of making it. Revelation 22 verses 1 through 7. And it says... Pure river of water of life. Clean. Go out there and drink you some water now out that ditch. See how clean and crystal it is. Go and see how germ-free it is. Uh, go see how messed up it is. Every, everything you drink now still got to be purified. Because guess what? The earth has been messed up by man. All kind of chemicals that has to be taken out of it to purify it and make it fillable for you to drink. And you wonder where cancer and all these other diseases coming from. Amen. They do. Everything that goes through the system has to be purified and sent right back to your house. That ain't no lie. You cook with it. And, and, and some of y'all act like y'all don't know why you're crazy. 
and cocoa oil hollering, bah, 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 bah. You don't know where it can. Oh, mine come from. Oh, mine come from Lake Marmel. Somebody been dumping in Lake Marmel too. <laughs> now you need to make it the way it's gonna be crystal clear. That's what your focuses need to be on. Huh? Crystal as clean, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God, and ain't nothing like it was since the beginning. There is nothing upon the face of this earth pure. Nothing. And you getting in your way of making it to heaven. Well, you can finally get some clean water. Well, you can finally get some living water. Huh? Well, you can finally get some water that's coming from the throne of God. Huh? And you still around here praying in muddy water and being satisfied. Somebody, <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. Then the second verse said, "In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, with bare twelve manners of." Did it say anything about a cow, or a pig, huh, or a turkey? It said fruits. Read the book. And yield her fruits every month. And the leaves of the for the healing of the you ain't gonna have to have no more food stamps. That EBR card. Swipe, swipe. Come on now. There going to be 12 types of fruit that you can eat from on either side, and there going to be the tree of life. Amen. What Adam failed to get a part of because he decided to eat the wrong tree. Now the mess, if he had stuck with God, he could have ate from the tree of life and never died. Because God did not forbid him to eat from the tree of life. Why is it that we always want something that God said we can't have? Amen. I'm going to try it anyway. No. I'm going to see how it tastes. Ain't nobody going to know but me. Then you're going to be smacking your gun right in the face of God. What you got in your mouth, Coco? Nothing. 
It even caused Adam to lie. It'll cause you to lie. And guess what? We've been lying ever since. I ain't lying. Yeah, you is. First thing you said, I ain't lying. That's an indication you just lied. Come on now. You lose out on your healing. Third verse said, and now she, the curse is going to be removed. But the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. And his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face. And his name shall be in their forehead. And there shall be no more night. And then they need no more candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And he said unto them, This says are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servant these things which must shortly Wow, behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the saying of this prophecy. You better hold on to the word of God. The book said these words are faithful and true. Remember what he's saying? It ain't going to happen whether you believe it or not. It's going to happen whether you want to be a part of it or not. It ain't going to slow God down, not one ounce. Hello, somebody. So, you got to get your faith in order. You got to get your faith, you got to get what you believe in shape. Come on now. Because your mouth might say, I believe, but your heart might be showing God some unbelief. Your heart could be showing God some doubt. Mine right now. You have to sit down on this in a minute. This chapter depicts the abundance of life and the continuous blessing of New Jerusalem. Pure water of life flowing from the throne of God and Jesus is the source of the living water. Huh? There is the tree of life which pictures eternal substance of immorality. In the picture there is a variety of abundance of fruit that will be our diet and our healing. Going all the way back to the beginning of creation. In the creation, you probably couldn't find a rotten fruit on the tree. Now, this day, if you don't hear up and get it off the tree, it's going to get rotten. Come on, somebody. It stayed on the tree till you pulled it off the tree to eat. Now you got to catch it before it hit the ground because it's going to fall on its own. Because it don't have no substance to hold it on the tree. Amen. Don't you remember the day 
when you used to go in Miss Annabelle yard or Mr. Frank yard and pull the fruit off and steal the fruit off that tree and rub that rascal and start eating on it. You better not do it no more. You better go somewhere and find somewhere to watch it. Because ain't no telling how much insecticide you're going to be eating on now. Can't do that no more. You can't go get nothing out of the garden and do that no more. Huh? Lenore, when I was a little boy, we used to go and sit in a man's garden, hide down in his garden, pull his tomatoes off the... Oh, no. uh, Coco ain't never did nothing wrong, y'all. She was up with my mouth wide open. <laughs> she probably raided so many gardens that it ain't funny. <laughs> Come on now. But you can't do that now. You can't eat nothing straight off the vine now. You better go wash it. Come on now. Uh, I'm in a house full of folks that ain't never done nothing. <laughs> You came here with the Adam and Eve syndrome. <laughs> but guess what? The greatest blessing, though, of eternity is being able to see God and live. So far, nobody has actually seen the presence of God and live behind it. Moses was the only thing that came close and he had to look at it from in the cliff of a rock and he had to watch the hind part. But he's going to allow you to become face to face. Look at all that you're going to miss out on. Huh? You're going to miss out on the fact that I saw God. I saw it. I saw it with my own eyes. And the devil going to say, yeah, but you chose to come and see me. <laughs> Look what you would miss out on. Seeing God with your own eyes. The devil said, telling y'all sitting there and saying, don't worry about it. Y'all see me every day. Don't worry about seeing him at the end. Y'all see me now. Come on, somebody. <laughs> you gonna come face to face and your reaction will be out of this world now you are personal property of God with his name written in your 
Find the right place. Uh, he said, said the conclusion of these words are faithful and true. If you fail to believe the spoken word of God, you will miss the awesome experience of eternal life. You will miss what the world of believers been waiting on from generation to generation and an awesome period of time that was from the beginning. Look at what all you're going to be missing. When I'm in the right house, I'm going to have to sit down in that chapter for a while. I might not even get out of it. Read, let's go to verse 8. <coughs> and I, John, saw these things, and I heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel, which showed me these things. Then said he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the saying of this book, worship God. You and I better get out of the thing of giving folks more accolades than you give God. This world give more reverence to, to people than they do God. Uh-oh. We got so many gods that is stacked up in these churches. Oh, y'all didn't hear me, did you? I'm saying again. We got more gods stacked up in these churches. They ain't in your home on the shelf. They in your churches. Because you give them more reverence than you do God. I can prove that. Let Reverend Black come to Arkansas. Black folks will break their neck getting over there to see him. Ooh, ain't nothing like Reverend Black. Ooh, that man, can, that man can't do nothing that God don't allow him to do. Oh, they said, Crypto Dollar gonna be over there. Ooh, I'm going over there to him. He know how to talk about how to get that money. Talk about how to get your money. We give more credence to man than we give God. And you going to hell. Which one? Which one you going to? Because evidently you must think it's more than one. Because we don't want to serve God as God. Hello, man. Hello. Hello. Hello, somebody. Prophet and so-and-so can really preach that word. Prophet and so-and-so can't do a cotton-picking thing unless God let him do it. Amen. Huh? Called prophet didn't write a word of that book. Do y'all hear me? It was written by the inspiration of God. So 
watch these gods y'all stack up. Because they're going to come down. Man in the house. The book said, John said, what I saw, he said, worship God. John certified, look what John did. John certified that he had actually seen and heard everything that was written in the book. He then made the mistake of worshiping the messenger. He made a mistake of worshiping the angel. And the angel was just a messenger. And the angel had sense enough to tell him, boy, don't do don't, no, don't you get me killed. Don't do that. You worship God. I'm just a fellow servant like you are. Don't do me like that. Y'all get a lot of these preachers killed. <laughs> huh? Cause you come, you talking about, man, ain't nobody like you. He's talking, yeah. You, you, you got that right, girl. May the Lord bless you. <laughs> You're going to be just like the king that didn't give God his glory and, and the maggots ate him up. Because he didn't glorify God. He stole God's glory. Boy, it's bad steal God's glory. You don't know what's coming to your way. And, and, and the angel struck him with sickness right then. And he never recovered. And probably when they started opening them up, they found all the maggots in it. Man in the right house. The angels are servants of God. And the angel told John, don't do that. I'm just a servant of God, just as you're supposed to be a servant of God. The angel, the messenger of God, went to Daniel. Listen to what he told Daniel. Before we get down to what he told Daniel, go back to verse 10. Let's, let's read verse 10. And he said unto me, seal not the saying of the prophecy of this book. For the time